Christmas will be here in two days, and for many, it is a time of celebrating with gift-giving, our family included. And while the world seems to pause to make Christmas a very special holiday, it is a far more special day for followers of Christ, is it not? Christmas is a far more special day for those who believe in Jesus Christ, even though it would seem the world around us is celebrating with every ounce of energy they have this uh, special holiday. It is not a holiday for followers of Christ, is it? It is a day of worship and celebration, and we are so thankful for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because on that day in particular, but really every day, is a vivid reminder for us of the incredible gifts that God has given his children, but especially on Christmas Day when we celebrate and we exchange gifts, those gifts are a reminder to us that God has made available to us incredible gifts. This is our fourth study in this Christmas series. We're calling Four Incredible Gifts for Christmas, and we find a very clear picture of this fourth incredible gift in Romans chapter 6, and I want you to look at, at verses 20 through 23 with me this, this morning. Romans 6, verses 20 to 23. Romans 6 and verse 20. For when we were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness, but what fruit were you given, getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed, for the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, Paul is writing to believers here, and he notes back in verse 20 what all believers were before faith in Christ. It's true of each and every one of us before faith in Christ. And then he says in verse 23, and you can see here this fourth incredible gift of Christmas. Do you see it in verse 23? It says there that the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now that's an incredible gift. That is an incredible gift. And I want to be certain you understand today just how incredible the gift of eternal life really is. Because eternal life is a gift God gives to all who believe in His Son. This is what God requires of those he intends to give this gift to. You must believe in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he gives this incredible gift of eternal life. Now, to gain a proper understanding and a proper appreciation for the incredible gift of eternal life, I want to first consider the alternative. Let's think for a few moments about the alternative to eternal life. I want you to go back with me to verse 20. What's the alternative? Looking at verse 20, what's the alternative to eternal life? And I'm going to suggest that it's not simply death. The world would say, okay, if I can't have eternal life, then I'll just have death. Because then it'll be done and over with and I'll be gone and there's nothing after death. 
Not true. Not true. What is the alternative to eternal life? First of all, the alternative to eternal life is seen in the fact that those who do not accept God's free gift live as slaves of sin in this life. They live as slaves of sin. Do you see verse 20 saying, For when you were slaves of sin, again, he's talking to believers here, and he's pointing back to what they were before faith in Christ. For when you were, what? Slaves of sin. That's the alternative to repenting for your sins and accepting God's gift of forgiveness and eternal life. And that's where every unbeliever lives their life, in slavery to sin now. Slaves to sin. But that's not the way an unbeliever thinks, is it? That's not the way unbelievers that you and I know think, is it? Do they believe that they're slaves to sin? No, you want to know how the world thinks? You know how the world thinks. The world claims they are free to do whatever they wish. <laughs> I'm free to be my own person. That's the hesitation for some for for whom uh, we we desire. They trust in Christ. We share the gospel with them. And some say, you know, I'm not quite ready to believe that yet because in in some way they believe that they are going to lose their freedom to do whatever they want if they were to believe in the gospel. In fact, they're already slaves, says God's word, but the world claims they're free and free to do whatever they want. And they're independent. You know, we're independent. We, we're free thinkers. We think anything we want. We do anything we want. We say whatever we want. And we are no one's slave. But God's word says otherwise. And I'm here to, to encourage you and challenge you to, to always side with God's word, okay? And when God's word says something, we must believe it. It is true. We see it right here, don't we? We see it in verse 20. Paul says here of believers that that's where they once lived as slaves of sin, not independent, not free to live as they wish, not a free thinker, living instead in slavery to sin. But wait, you say, doesn't verse 20 say that before becoming followers of Christ, they were free in regard to righteousness? Well, that kind of sounds good. No, it doesn't. Oh, yes, unbelievers are free in regard to righteousness. And yes, unbelief, unbelief is being free of righteousness. And unbelievers are free from righteousness, but that's just another way of saying they are completely given over to and bound by sin. You see, being bound by righteousness is a good thing. But unbelievers are free from being bound by righteousness, and they're bound by sin instead. You cannot change or deny this. The march toward death begins and ends with sin. James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15 says it this way, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. It's as Charles Spurgeon explains, saying, You did not care about righteousness then, when you were slaves to sin. 
When you served sin, you felt it was utterly indifferent to you what the claims of righteousness might be. And that's where the world lives. In darkness and in bondage to sin and completely indifferent to what the claims of righteousness might be. And that's every one of us before faith in Jesus Christ. And that's just the beginning of the bad news. Yes, it it gets worse. When considering the alternative to receiving from God the incredible gift of eternal life, the bad news keeps coming. Not only do you live as a slave of sin, but you also earn wages for your sin. Before becoming God's children, before being set free from sin, look at verse 22. As verse 22 says, the unbeliever serves one master. Sin is the master, and the one without Christ is earning wages. There are wages being earned by the one without Christ who is living, controlled, and enslaved to sin. And what are the wages of sin? Verse 23 says that the wages of sin is death. Your sins earn you the wage of death. And that's every one of us without Christ. Quickly piling up the wages of sin. Death, that's the wage that Satan pays for sin. And verse 21 points to it as well when it says the end of sin, those things, saying those things, the end of those things, it's talking about sin those things for which believers are ashamed as they look back on their former life of sin, the wage for those things, the end of those things, is death. Now, what fruit, asks verse 21, looking at verse 21, were you gaining from the things of a sinful past? What what fruit is there from sin? And, and I would just suggest that as you look back on your life before Christ, if you've trusted in Christ, and you can remember your life before Christ, What good things did you gain from living as a sinner that you now thank God for as a believer? Nothing, right? Nothing. You didn't gain anything positive and helpful by living in sin. What fruit, asks verse 21, were you gaining from the things of a sinful past? There is no good fruit for sin. And yet Satan deceives us into thinking that there is fruit for sin, that there is joy in sin, that there is happiness and contentment and peace in sin. But there isn't. What does a sinner earn for their sin instead of joy and contentment and and provision by God? What does a sinner earn? The end of those things is death, says verse 21. The wages of sin is death, says verse 23. Warren Wearsby writes of verse 23 saying that we quote this verse as we witness to the lost and rightly so, but Paul wrote it to uh, originally to believers. Although God forgives the sins of his children, he may not stop the painful consequences of sin. The pleasures of sin are never compensated for by the wages of sin. You know, we can look back in our at our former life before Christ, and we don't see good things that we brought with us. We see the consequences of, of sinful things we did that we still suffer, don't we? That's the alternative to eternal life, staying there, unforgiven, 
still in your sin, still a slave to sin, earning the wages for your sin, which is death. That's the alternative to eternal life. You live as a slave of sin, earning the wages of sin, and that means death. Now, who would choose that when there's an incredible gift being offered by God to all who believe in his Son? Who would choose that? And and believers today are baffled by those who, who don't receive the free gift of forgiveness for their sins and eternal life, aren't we? I mean, think of it, eternal life. It means that you've been freed from the penalty of sin, which is death. And this death means that you will be separated for all eternity from the love of God and his glorious presence. And yet some still insist on disbelief that this is all there is, and I'm going to get as much of this as I can and enjoy this life before it's over. And those who reject God's gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord live this life as slaves of sin. They may believe they live in freedom, but they live instead in darkness, wrapped up and enshrouded in the darkness of sin and blinded. They have spiritual eyes that are blinded and hearts that cannot understand the truth. Those who have rejected Christ, refusing to put their faith in him, have therefore rejected the free gift of God. Randy said it this morning. If you haven't trusted in Jesus Christ, you've rejected him. That's a painful and scary place to live. Those who have rejected Christ, refusing to put their faith in Him, have rejected the free gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Matthew 25, 46 says, they will go away into eternal punishment. Pastor John Piper writes in the book, 50 Reasons Jesus Came to Die, that this is an unspeakable reality that shows the infinite evil of, of, of treating God with indifference or contempt. Do not treat God with indifference or contempt. The wages earned for this indifference the wages earned for this contempt of God, the wages earned for sin is eternal separation from God, eternal punishment in hell. So while the world goes on rejoicing and celebrating at Christmas time and denying the Lord Jesus Christ, they, they rejoice themselves to an eternal destiny of punishment. Rejecting Jesus Christ and the free gift of eternal life. I read Matthew 25, 46 that says, those who remain in sin will go away to eternal punishment. Those who reject Christ will go away to eternal punishment. The rest of that verse says, but the righteous into eternal life. The righteous into eternal life. And that's not just good people. <laughs> okay? That's talking about those who have trusted in Jesus Christ and are righteous because he makes them so, because he's righteous. He places on them his righteousness, and the righteous to eternal life, says Matthew 25, 46, will go. You see, that's the bright and glorious promise of Christmas 
It doesn't have to be that we remain enslaved to sin and earn wages for sin, which equal death. It doesn't have to be. Praise God it doesn't have to be. Yes, we praise God at Christmas that it doesn't have to be. And yes, as Christians celebrate Christmas, they think of Easter because it's because of his death we have life. It's because of his death we have rescue from sin. It's because of his death and rising from the dead that we have new life in Christ, eternal life in glory with God. You see, that's the bright and glorious promise of Christmas. The overwhelming joy of Christmas for all who believe in Christ is the truth of John 10.10, that Jesus Christ came, that all who place their faith in Him alone have life and have it abundantly. Real life. But not only is eternal life for the believer in Jesus Christ a future guarantee, and often we think of eternal life in terms like that. We think, oh, that will be the day when we're in heaven with God and we in our eternal lives begin. No, your eternal life began the moment you trusted in Jesus Christ. And the blessings are yours now because you are His now. You see, not only is eternal life for the believer in Jesus Christ a future guarantee, it is a present possession. It's yours. It's a present possession of all who are in Christ, and being in Christ is a blessed place to be. Because as Romans 6.23 says, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's a powerful reminder. It's a powerful reminder that this gift of eternal life is all God's doing and none of mine. Eternal life is only in Christ. It's only through faith in Christ. It's all God's doing and none of my own. As Romans 5.17 tells us, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man Jesus Christ. See, we'll reign with him in glory one day, but it's all because of what he accomplished. It's all through Christ. So eternal life, it's only for those who place their faith in Christ, because only through Christ is their life. And that because Jesus Christ is the only acceptable sacrifice for our sins. And having suffered the just wrath of God for our sins, after he died and was buried, he rose from the dead and he lives, that all who trust in him, they live forevermore. That makes this gift of eternal life incredible. That we don't earn this one, since without Christ, we all deserve death for our sins. And we, we would receive those wages for our sins. We would receive eternal death, eternal separation and suffering, separated from the glorious God. We would receive those things were it not for the Lord Jesus Christ. We would receive those wages for our sins were it not for the once and final sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for this, we celebrate at Christmas. And like any other gift, we do not earn this gift. 
You cannot earn this gift. There is no wage for faith in Christ. Eternal life is a gift of God for all who believe in the Son. Praise God that we can't earn it and we don't have to because you can't and you couldn't, not if you tried. If you've trusted in Jesus Christ, just think of what is yours in Christ. At Christmas and every day, just think of what is yours in Christ. And if you have not trusted in Christ, I want you to just think of what could be yours if you would place your faith in Him today. Just think of how incredible this Christmas would be if you would accept this incredible gift from the Lord Jesus Christ. Eternal life, because you've been forgiven your sins by placing your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. John Piper, again, I quote him from his book. He writes, Eternal life is not merely the extension of this life with its mix of pain and pleasure. As hell is the worst outcome of this life, so eternal life is the best. It is supreme and ever-increasing happiness where all sin and all sadness will be gone. All that is evil and harmful in this fallen creation will be removed. All that is good, all that will bring true and lasting happiness will be preserved and purified and intensified. We will be changed so that we are capable of dimensions of happiness that were inconceivable to us in this life. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, God has prepared for those who love Him, according to 1 Corinthians 2.9. It is true, every moment of life, now and always, for those who trust Christ, the best is yet to come. We will see the all-satisfying glory of God. This is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. For this, Christ suffered and died. Why would we not embrace him as our treasure and live? Why would we not? Why would we not? This is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And for this we celebrate at Christmas, do we not? Let's praise God this Christmas. Let's praise Him always. Believers, you have every reason to give God glory and praise every day, not just on Tuesday this week. Every day, let's praise God, and let's praise God this Christmas for this incredible gift of eternal life. Amen? What an incredible gift.